What up, what up, what up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the One Mike Stand. I am your host, One Mike, and I am so excited to be here, as I usually am every Thursday, 8 p.m., right here on the He Said What Network. Y'all already know it's the network that everybody should be following, so tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to get with the liveest network on the net, the He Said What Network. Man, I got an amazing show for you. Y'all know I'm going to bring in a One Mike moment. That's what we kind of talk about things that's been on my mind throughout the week in regards to the arts or, you know, giving love, sharing love and receiving love, that kind of thing. Also, uh, usually we got something for the proving ground. You just got a great guest. Um, it's a lot of things going on, man. Today's topic, we are talking about, you know, handling criticisms. Are you good at it? You know, um, are you good with it? It's what I should have said. And does it matter? It, We'll get into it because I want to talk about um, who's actually critiquing you um, and how much that actually matters. Are they coming from a place of love or that kind of thing? So without further ado, man, the table has been set. Wait, I forgot one thing. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. Yes, like, share, and subscribe to this wonderful, wonderful, fun place of my employment. The He Said What Network. So now the table's been set. Ain't nothing left to do but get to it. So let's go, Bree. glad like i i'm so glad to be here man y'all already know um so excited so excited so excited um today's mic moment i want to take a moment today to give some credit some love and a special shout out to my boy our engineer mo and the reason why i'm giving mo this love and, and, and um attention as far as his art this kid man not kid this kid, this this guy, he's a young man on his way to big things. The one thing that he did Monday after Simply Sports Show is he shared a couple poems with us. Um, his first two poems ever written uh, were amazing, amazing. And it stuck with me throughout the week. I just want him to know that um, on top of engineering and writing these writing these poems that you that you wrote were, uh, like I said, it stuck with me. And on top of all of that. Um, you're going places with your creative, uh, just the creative fortitude that you have. Um, you come from a very creative uh, family. Shout out to your mom, uh, Simply Bree. Um, man, if y'all could hear this poem, I, and, you know, it's it's just one thing to see somebody create something, but then want to share it with you. You you take that with so much, uh, I don't know, so much love. So I appreciate you for sharing your poem with us, and I appreciate you for. Uh, the work that you put into this craft and it's so cool to see you light up in in your art because if y'all know mo mo don't say too many words he's a man of few words so when he says something so important and it's so phenomenal and you could just see the light in his eye as he um as he recited this poem so 
um again man much love to you continue writing don't put that pen down and keep uh keep going man next step performance and i know you're gonna kill that as well um moving on with the uh one mic moment i want to focus on the reason why do you do this um so i'm just gonna hit y'all with a few questions and then we're gonna get to the show all right so like we're gonna like i said we're gonna focus on the reason is it strictly for the love like do you just do this because you love it is it to make a profit is it still fun for you is it therapeutic do you love the attention that you get from it are you improving are you getting better you know are you good at setting time aside to work on your craft are you practicing are you using your resources that are available to you and is this something that you even you know want to share or is it something that you know you want to hold on tight to your, for yourself and it's just something to give you peace and that kind of thing just a few things to think about man and with that i'm just you know um i answered all these questions pretty much for yes to pretty much all of them i love the attention i love uh making money off of it yes i do it for the love yes it's therapeutic i i call myself improving every day um i found my lane I found uh, time to set aside to do this. And yes, I'm trying to use all the resources I got. I think I got a great team. And it's something that I definitely want to share. And by having this show, it definitely gives me a, a stage, a platform to you know, be inspired by other artists. Or hopefully, I'm doing something that inspires them. Let me get to a couple of these comments. First of all, Cynthia Johnson, hey, mom says hello. Precious Johnson says, hey, fam, what up, wife? <laughs> I'm glad that y'all in here uh, rocking out with me. Let's just get to this show, man. I, I'm breaking up three right now so we can uh, kind of talk about this mic moment. Hold on. I'm, I'm coming okay. in here. I'm, I'm trying to move you stuff around. Okay, go. I got you. I got you. I had to move stuff around. It was tough on the floor. We oh, are in this studio. <laughs> Bree, what did you okay? So first let's talk about Mo a little bit. All right. Yes. When when you first heard Mo's poem, like what 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 was going through your mind as a creative and as his mother? Okay, so the interesting thing, right, mm -hmm. is when he first showed me a poem, and that's what he did. He showed it to me. He okay, so you were supposed to, me. so you were supposed to read it. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's not how it works. You're supposed to read it to me. <laughs> All right. So he shows me the poem and he's like, read it, and I'm like, you know, me being stubborn, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to read. It. I want you to read it to me. Okay. He did not read it. Let's just say that, like, he would not read it. So of course, I ended up reading it myself, and then I called my mom after I read it. I was like, yo, this boy can write. Like, yes. So, I mean, I was just blown away. Um, I wasn't surprised in a sense because I know he's very talented. Um, very much so. Yeah, so it was just, it was like my confirmation that he's coming out of his shell and okay. he's using words to express him, himself in, in many ways because we all know Engineer Mo is a man of very few words. So Very few, very few. He probably over there smiling a little bit, just a little bit. You know he's he probably is. cracking a smile. <laughs> and I appreciate that, um, just for the fact that Engineer Mo deserves love. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man. I, I, 
on top of that, what about the questions that I asked as far as the art? Um, okay, so if you can go back through them individually and I'll answer them. Okay. Um, is it strictly for the love? Like, are they, First of all, are these questions that you think every artist should ask themselves? Am I doing um, this strictly for the love? I think it depends. Well, I think it really depends because some people, if they ask themselves if they're doing it for the love, I feel like that can discourage them from really pursuing it even more. Okay. Um, Fair you know, enough. because if you think about it, I'm not really doing it for the love. I'm doing it for the, the monetization. So, mm -hmm. and then doubt kicks <laughs> in. Um, so I think it's just, it's applicable depending on the artist himself and where they are within their craft. Okay. I agree with that to an extent. I feel like, um, if it's a, if it's something that I truly love, I definitely will, um, you know, add the, you'll see my passion through it. And hopefully that sells just as much as whatever it is that I'm say saying, or, you know, trying to share with the audience, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, whether well, you went right into, is it to make a profit? Uh, so so let me, let me touch it. on that real quick. Cause I'm going to apply podcasting. Um, okay. Instead of right. just my art. Cause I do a whole bunch of different things. I am a creator. Um, so when it comes to podcasts and I think a lot of people get it twisted and think that, oh, if I just go ahead and create a podcast, I'm going to start making money instantly. And yes. for some people that is the case, you know, very mm -hmm. far few. But for a lot of other people, you have to be consistent with it. You have to put in that time, that energy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. in order to make money, you got to spend money. And, True. you know, it, a lot of work comes behind the success. So if you're not consistent, what's going to happen, especially with podcasting, because we all know people have a short attention span as it is. So you yeah. already got to create something that is attractive enough to ha to capture people's attention for mm -hmm. the duration of your show. But you also need to keep it going. Like you Thanks. can't have a show and start off weekly and then you take a month or two month break and come yep. back and expect to have your same audience. Like, uh, no, people have moved on to something bigger and better because you prove to them that you can't furnish, you can't give them the drugs. Like exactly. you are the supplier and you're not, your supplying is not supplying. So, I, I really like the analogy, you know, like you gotta, you gotta keep them hooked. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I love that. If you even look at it in any vice that people have when it comes to having an addiction, if they get hooked to the point where they need it and they're willing to spend any amount of money for it and you disappear, they're going to the next person that can give it to them. So the same thing goes with podcasting. Yes. You have to pour into it what it is that you're looking to receive at the end of the day. Amen. So Cynthia Johnson says, what made you decide... So, I'm going to take it further. What made you decide to start a network, <laughs> not just podcasting? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So what made me start a network was the fact that I am very selfless. I mm -hmm. want everybody to win. And yeah, granted, I could have done a podcast and kept it strictly with myself and, you know, interviewing mm -hmm. guests. But I know that there are so many other creatives out there that I wanted 
a team of people to be successful, not just myself. And so I was listening to my audience and listening to what it is that they wanted from me. And Mm -hmm. I realized that they want a variety. They want a a choice of Mm -hmm. different genres, different subjects. And even though we have about six or seven or eight shows at this point, it mm-hmm. all falls under the same umbrella, the same yep. mission, which is bridging the gap in communication between Black men and women, except we're doing it through entertainment, through sports, through creative arts, through relationship talk. Yep. We're covering all bases. So I, to answer your question, I wanted, uh, I wanted a platform that could showcase and give the people what it is that they were looking for. Hey, hey, man, you couldn't have said that any better. Uh, Special 77 says, true 49er fan, it is because she's the only girl tomboys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's special 77? Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to family. Cynthia uh, says, their success is your success, which is true. That we is celebrate true. together. We definitely yes. do. Is it somebody at the door? Do we have anybody at the door? We do have we have someone at the door, and we'll bring them up after the commercial break so that we can dive deeper into what it is that he has going on and how did he get where he's at. Exactly. I'm looking forward mm. to, to that yes. conversation. So um, just to continue on, is it fun? Oh, is it fun? What kind of it's question fun. is that? I mean, your, your art got to yeah. be fun for you, though. Don't it? Oh, my God. I love it. Like, I, this is something that I enjoy doing so much that I would prefer to do this as my full time. And that is the actual goal is not only just for myself, but for Mm. everyone to be able to take their love, their passion for speaking to the people, giving the people what they want, educating them and having fun at the same time as Mm. a profession. Like, this okay. is just what we did. So it's absolutely fun. Okay. Here go one more for you. Well, not one mm-hmm. more. Mm, the attention. Do you love it? Oh, my God. So. <laughs> <laughs> we only talking about the good attention. We ain't talking about, no. you know. <laughs> I mean, we don't get bad attention. So I know, attention, Y'all do a good job though. of Engineer Mo and everybody else yes. that work behind the scenes. I want to thank y'all for protecting us. Yes, listen, <laughs> all of these bodyguards that we got. So the attention is a double-edged sword, right? Okay. As a okay. woman, the attention mm-hmm. is a double-edged sword. And I just spoke about this behind the scenes uh, and actually in front of the scenes yesterday where it gets tricky because you have to now start evaluating why people want to get in your circle. Oh, why yeah, we did. want to network with you is it because they truly want to network with your network or is it because Mm. they figure that's the only way that I'm going to be able to get a conversation in with you. So let me at least pose like like I'm interested when in Mm -hmm. reality, that's not the case. So that attention, I don't like, I don't respect, I don't appreciate because I feel like to me, it's a, it's a slap in the face, not just to myself, but to my team. Like yeah. I'm all about my team. So when you poop on my team, you pooping on me. Like, and I don't like to be defecated on. So right. <laughs> you know, um, Exactly. It's 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 like I said, it's a double edged sword. It has its perks where yes. I do like the fact that people approach me 
wanting mm-hmm. to, you know, become one with our team. It's just, it makes me question people's intentions a lot more. One thing that you do well, um, and just to feed off of what you said about um, wanting to be um, one with the team or part of the team or anything like that is the vetting part of it. You know, mm-hmm. you um, a lot of things are being brought to the table, so it really um, helps us as a group, um, you know, really feel a part of it. it it becomes more than just your dream. You know what I mean? It, it's like, yeah. it, it's all of our dreams connected, like Voltron type stuff. So it's super uh, amazing that we get a chance to have a voice as well. So it's like, we're all dug in with our own roots, growing from the same tree to become mm-hmm. something so much bigger than just the He Said What Network. Like the He Said What Network is so big in itself. Um, just with the aspirations and the dreams that we all have, but we can take this thing so far beyond than just this and just the conversations are so motivating. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm giving you your flowers. Not, I guess I know I'm giving you your flowers <laughs> on that because at the same time, man, I couldn't have, I, you helped me find my lane, you know, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. this, and um, that leads me to the next thing. Are you improving? Do you feel yourself getting better? Yes. Um, so a lot of people, don't know because we typically we keep our conversations between the team so one thing that i will share with everyone is in answering your question as far as improving Mm -hmm. i have to constantly do a lot of evaluation of not just myself but as you know for the team and for the sake of the Mm -hmm. team and i'm constantly trying to figure out the next best thing the next best path to take the next Mm -hmm. best show to create that's going to get us to where I feel we should definitely be. And sometimes it's taking a seat, like sitting in the back burner and not Mm -hmm. always being in front of the camera. Because like I said, I'm very selfless. I I do this for my team. And Mm -hmm. so I want you guys to win. Like Mama Mama Johnson said, their Mm -hmm. success is your success. So if it takes me falling back from one of the shows in order to make sure that my team has their resources that they need in order to drive forward, then guess what? That's what we're going to do. That's what it's all about. Yes. And and like I said earlier, um, the inclusion on a lot of the decisions definitely makes everyone have like a voice and feel, you know, like head of the table over something they might be, you know, expert in. I think the, 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 one of the best things that you that you portray or that you have going for you is the fact that you're not afraid to let go of the reins a little bit and let mm-hmm. you know the team make a decision together. It's, it's not like a dictatorship; it's more of a um, you know a committee. You know, so right. um, it's yeah. definitely something that's um, appreciative of. I can speak for everybody that's on the team um, that it's not a, it, it doesn't come off as like we're working because we have a hobby it feels like this this is the hobby this is the uh the everyone like i said has a common goal um a common love for what it is that their show provides mm-hmm. and like i said it's so beautiful to um to have a team like the team yeah. that we have um yeah. I, before we before we proceed right i definitely <clears throat> want to give you your flowers because oh. what a lot of you don't know is that when I first started doing this podcast three years ago, 
Uh-huh. Mike was one of my guests on the He Said What show. And the He Said What show was when I was hosting and I would have a male come up and address a topic from a male's perspective, a male's point of view, instead of us women assuming that we know the answer or going based off of our own experiences in the past on how men or why men do and say the things that they say and do, let's get it directly from the men themselves. And Mike was one of the guests. And so when I decided that I wanted to implement a sports show, I went to Mike and I said, hey, Mike, um, I want to do this sports show and I'm looking for maybe two hosts. Do you know anybody? Mike said, you know, I actually do. My brother, RG, I think he would be a really good host. And so I hit up RG like, hey, uh, Mike Johnson referred me to you. He said that he thinks you'll be a good host for this sports show. And I'm looking for two hosts. And he was like, oh, well, that's interesting because I think Mike would be a good host. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, this is easy. And then, of course, at the end, the whole deal was, well, we both will do the show if you do the show with us. And I'm like, Definitely. listen. I don't know nothing about sports. Y'all are asking the wrong one. And they were like, that's perfect. Because right. <laughs> you learning gives inspiration and motivation to other women who know nothing about sports. And it helps them to want to learn. And yeah. believe it or not, a majority of the viewers for the Simply Sports show are women. Definitely. It's not even men. Nope. It's, it's, it's a few, so, so we get to really talk some serious sports in there. But a lot of times we do this show out of um, just keep it simple. Um, you know, whatever's going on, current events in sports, you know. Um, I know, ladies, you know, y'all watching sports and like, how can you watch? We don't watch sports in like how we used to or whatnot. But mm-hmm. the, um, definitely knowing like the, the controversies and things that's going on and things of that nature. Now y'all can come into the conversation as well, and especially um, see what we debate about so much, you know, who's the greatest and um, things of that nature. But we also, mm-hmm. what makes the show so special is the fact that it's not all about sports. It's about growing up um, playing sports, your favorite gym shoes, as RG always says, your favorite mm-hmm. um, music that you like to work out to. It's, it's so many different layers to the show. Um, mm. And having you on that is what separated us from, you know, what I felt like other shows were doing. Like, I mean, you can watch sports all day and watch the stats and things of that nature. But um, a show like ours is so much more different. And right. um, thank you for that. Also, like, um, you know, what's the most flattering thing? <laughs> we talk about oh. it so much. The most flattering <laughs> thing, I'll say it. The most flattering thing is to see that what you're doing, what you brought to the oh, table, Lord. is being copied by others that um, yeah. that tried to take yeah. our our uh, ingredients, our mixture, but yeah. they'll never have our chemistry or our um, charisma um, yeah. together. So, you know, sometimes Dude. you got to pat yourself on the back. Yeah, what you got? Right. <laughs> like, I ain't going to say no names, but I know no, no, no. we have one person join. And things just went downhill, and that person was like, oh, like, they talking like they going to get their attorney involved. I was like, oh, this person got to go. Like, you got to go. I remember. Only for I them remember. to turn around like, hey, yeah, you think that they'll let me come back? What? Uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm not doing that. 
Professional 77 says, speak for yourself. ESPN Radio Love Sports Show and Animal Fun Facts. Yes. <laughs> but we're not mad at that. You know, um, like I said, the flattery comes when people are trying to um, copy um, the things that you got going. It just means you're doing something right. They see it and they try to mm -hmm. imitate it. So I'm not mad right. about it at all. Um, no, but I we're, we that. watch. We definitely watch. Yes, um, we see you. <laughs> Let's, uh, well, I got one more. Then we're going to take a quick commercial break, okay? Okay. All right. So the last one is, <sighs> let me see. I got three of them I want to pick from. <laughs> are you, you, uh, you know what? Let's go with two. Are you using your resources that are available to you? Not all of them, believe it or not. Um, okay. I'm not using all of them. I need to use the people, the people okay. that I uh, network with. Um, I mm -hmm. have a lot of great people in my arsenal. And okay. I think the reason why I'm not using them is because for that very reason, I don't want them to feel used. I want oh. them to know that when I bring them in is for a true purpose. Um, okay. And I want to make sure that th that purpose is known on the table and they're mm -hmm. able to benefit from the network as well. So whether that's waiting a couple of months, a couple of years, whatever, to, mm -hmm. you know, really get things established where I feel like, okay, now it's time to bring in the people, then I'll do it. But okay. I feel like that's the reason why I haven't used all of my resources. And then I'm just a perfectionist, and I really need to try to get out of that. So that's why I appreciate having you guys, because you guys get me out of my head. Okay. All right. That, that's a good, that was a great answer. I, um, I think you do use your resources, um, you know, from the outside looking in, I think you do a good job at using your resources. I think you, um, you allow people, like I said earlier, you allow people to take the lead in certain things that you might not mm -hmm. feel that comfortable in. And to me, that's the sign yeah. of a great leader. Um, Joanne Gaines, hey, what Joanne. up? <laughs> I, I'm so appreciative of, um, of the people that take the time out their day and, and uh you know definitely watch um it's the same way i feel like uh you said something earlier I, um in regards to using your resources and it, it slipped my mind but i know my thought off of what you said was the fact that that's what i i try to use this platform for is to show love and to get um let these people know that i'm bringing on i notice you i'm a, a mm -hmm. fan of yours like everybody that i've had on here has definitely uh, been somebody that I was inspired by or they become an inspiration. So either right. way I win, you know what I mean? And yeah. in doing so, I'm giving them the love that I feel like they deserve and the people that watch the show, you know what I'm saying, get to learn um, about somebody else, somebody new, you know? Right. So I feel like you definitely opened the door for me in ways that I didn't even think Mm -hmm. that I would be doing this. I thought I was I thought I was kind of done with poetry, Bree. Oh I no. I really did. I thought I was done. Let's uh go ahead and take a quick break. First, be right before we do that though, I want to thank you so so much. Um uh, thank you. For everything that you do. Yeah, no. And all that we're you. gonna do. <laughs> yeah, before we go to commercial break, because <laughs> Engineer Mo, you know, is so shy, he won't read it. I wanted to read one of his poems. Can you do the one? It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. 
Okay. I so, wish he would do um, but come on. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, come get with it, sir. So this one doesn't have a title. Okay. Um, but, okay I tried so, to title it. Yes. A playlist of songs so carefully crafted. Each track a story, a memory, a feeling. A journey through time, a deep exploration of the heart and soul, a musical revelation. From the first song, the beat sets the tone. A catchy melody, a rhythm to call your own. Each subsequent track, a new chapter unfolds. A story of life as the music takes hold. The second song, a ballad of love and loss. A heartbreak so real, it's hard to shake off. The third song, a beat so infectious. A dance party anthem, a feeling so reckless. The fourth song, a haunting melody. A voice so pure, it's hard to believe. The fifth song, a rap with a message. A call to action, a fight for justice. The sixth song, a classic hit from the past. A nostalgic journey, a memory that lasts. The seventh song, a new release so fresh, a sound so unique, it's hard to express. The eighth song, a slow and soulful tone, a moment of reflection, a time to commune. The ninth song, a rock ballad so intense, a powerful message, a call to make amends. And finally, the 10th song, a beautiful ode to life and love, to the journey we've trode. A playlist of songs so carefully crafted, each track a story, a memory, a feeling. The That's end. That is so yes. good. I love it. I um I'm naming it myself. Uh, he can name it whatever he wants. I'm calling it the Psalms of Psalms. <laughs> That's gonna be my title. So Psalm of Psalms. A Psalm of Psalms. Yep, uh, ten of them. Um, but, there we go. Yeah, I, I love it though. I mean, I like for that, that to be his first piece. Thanks, man. We we gonna uh we gonna coin it that. Uh Cynthia says three snaps. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was beautiful, man. Like, really. Um, yeah, th and that's what stuck with me since my Joanne giving the the claps, clap, clap, yes. clap. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you so All much. Right. Let's um go ahead and take this commercial break, and when we come back, um, I got a I got a, a treat for you guys. All right. All right. Let's go. This car is 6'6", six, six, you know, two sixes. Everybody seems to be afraid of sixes. <laughs> Just like everyone is afraid of certain words. <laughs> when you hear the word witch, people get afraid. The answers you need are... What is a travel specialist? A travel specialist is your gateway to the world. Our goal is to provide you with a stress-free experience so you can focus on creating memories that last a lifetime. Experience a better way to vacation by trusting a Luxevo Vacations travel specialist to handle all the details for you. 
Contact Joanne Gaines at 888-227-6607, extension 5447, and start creating your memories today. Shout out to Joanne and the travel, Luxebo travel vacations. I swear, man, um, if anybody can speak up for, for that, I, it's me. Because the trip that she planned for us was so amazing. I speak on it every week. However, let me talk about this artist that I'm about to bring up. He checks so many boxes as a dope, dope artist and a performer. He's charismatic, hilarious, a cool brother to be around, an amazing father, as well as a great follower on social media. Trust me, though, he's hilarious. He's not afraid of he's not afraid of any kind of debate. So you want to bring the fire? He got it. Um, he, like I said, he's just a a really cool brother to know. Um, been hosting. He's been in the poetry scene for a minute. Uh, I met him at Sweet Epiphany. We gonna talk about all of that. Y'all give it up for my guest, Prostel TJ Thomas. Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> hey, is it too loud here? So. Can y'all can close that door? I'm sorry. No. It's, my wife, it's, it's my wife's birthday party. Happy, happy <laughs> birthday. birthday party. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me be clear. Let me be clear. It's my wife's birthday weekend, but she's a Scorpio. So every night, this whole weekend is her birthday party. So it's not, it's not too loud over here, is it? No, no, no. You good. You good. Okay. I'm just making Besides, sure. We, hey, look, we need the energy anyway. Okay, we just checking. Listen, man, you, can take, you can take the boy out of Detroit. You can't take the Detroit out of the boy, apparently. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So look, man, I'm so honored to have you all. Um, this is um, I never really got to give you your flowers when I when you was here doing poetry, um, yeah, you know, weekly and things of that nature. But you definitely was a person yeah. that uh, inspired and uh, <laughs> gave My us inspiration. I appreciate you, bro. I, I don't, I don't. I don't I appreciate you, man. I um I feel like I feel like so there's there's a certain you mentioned sweet epiphany. I feel like sweet epiphany, I feel like if you had a sweet epiphany, it ain't no levels to it. I feel no. like everybody, everybody that was at sweet epiphany is like this is all family, and I could reach and 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 we all when we was in that boy, it was like it was it was very much like it was a breeding ground. It really was greatness, yes, and, 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 and the greatness out of sweet epiphany still resonates like. So for me, I feel honored to have come through there. I feel honored to have made the connections. I feel honored. anybody. If, I feel like when I see you, when I see Luck, when I see Mike, everybody, whatever, whatever they doing, uh -huh. I be like, oh, that's sweet. That's that's family. That's family. Yeah, that's, man. You know. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I appreciate, but I do appreciate it. But I'm just letting you know the, the, the feeling is mutual, brother. I definitely appreciate you, man. Um, yes, it, it, it's crazy because like. Um, I didn't even know you spit poetry for like you. You came in a couple times and uh, you know uh, heckled a few people. <laughs> they heckled I mean, you know. like, this cat is hilarious. I, and then uh, Luck actually told me he was like, "Yeah, you know, uh, he spit plus he's part of our collective and stuff." I was like, "Oh, he got my spot." I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, Lucky. Um, I love I love Lucky man. And speaking of flowers, Lucky Lucky. Yeah, lucky was yes. lucky was lucky was like uh he been shady since I first came into it. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? He been shady. He was shady, like not shady, like in that Detroit where we're like, I'm gonna talk shit about you. <laughs> and you know me, that's my love language. Talking shit is my love language. So I was like, oh, okay, let's go. So it's, all, it's all I was definitely all love with luck, man. That's my brother. 
Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. He's uh, one of the main reasons why how I um, you know, I, I met him through Sweet Epiphany, but he's the guy that gave me my first features and you know, kind of put the uh the the fuel in the tank, got the gas pedal to the floor, and yeah. you know, um really um I always give him love and, and um gratitude for opening up the door for me. And he's done that for so many, so many people. A lot. Um a lot. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and then like with you, um You've hosted some places. Yeah. Um, what was the place? Because I believe you was hosting before Sweet Epiphany. Though before, because I, I got into Sweet Epiphany about two thousand nine. Were so you that's hosting? Around the time. That was around the time I started hosting. So I started doing poetry around two thousand nine. So I um. Oh, I didn't know that. A little, okay. a little bit about my journey. So and it's gonna be. I'm gonna throw my shameless plugs out here. So I have a book. The title of the book is called uh, "The Purpose Thank of Cold Life." Or why I had to slap Brother Ronnie seven times. Now, spoiler <laughs> alert, spoiler alert, I was in a cult for about 10 years. Okay. Um, and I left, I left that, I left that organization around 2009. And okay. 2009, I came from, you know, I was a like full-time activist in that space and okay. I was traveling around the country and I was doing the work and I left the and I left that community. That organization. I got you. I left that organization. It's uh and uh, it was, it was, I was looking for community. I was looking okay. for community and I'm going I'm to be super honest, man. I, I initially, especially when I was in that organization, uh -huh. people would invite me to porch venues and I'd be like, man, I don't do no porch. Man, I was like, man, so what you want, you want me to go, you want me to go sit in a room with a bunch of microphone activists to sit on the mic and talk about, talk about revolution and they ain't really doing, like they ain't really so it was like I was really like really on my high horse. Like I ain't fucking with them like that. Okay. Um, and then I left that organization, and then um, I had an opportunity to, to meet some of these brothers, and and learn that you know uh, my 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 big brother, uh, mm -hmm. rest, you know, rest in power, uh, Baba Kamare L. Yeah. Um, my brother, my brother uh, Kevlar. A lot of mm -hmm. a lot of my other brothers in the space. You know, they were they were. The poetry was an expression of what it is that they were doing. So when I in 2009, when I left that organization mm. and I said that energy, the poetry space was a space for me to express these thoughts and ideas that I had. And um, and so, so that's how. So I started doing a poetry venue on the east side out of a spot. It was really if you know your history of Detroit art, <laughs> it's at it's at uh, 227 Iron Street. Now the space right now they're doing they're doing art. I know they're doing education as far as this, uh, you know, black business. I believe they're doing still doing the sewing and things of that nature. We mm -hmm. had it. It was called Kumba's Cove. We were doing. Yeah, yes, that's Kumba's it. Night. That's what I was trying to think of the name. I couldn't. Yeah, think of the name before of it. we okay. had it. Before we had it, it was called Red Apple. Okay. Um, I think it was called Red Apple Door, something like that. But in other words, that space has been, you know, it was one of those spaces where. For some reason, that artistic revolutionary injury flowed through that space. So artists and 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 yes. creators kept occupying that space. So I had my running in that space. I also got the blessing of uh, host Nandi's Knowledge Cafe. Yeah, um, that was that was that was a super dope honor. After it after was. after Kevlar, after okay. Jessica Caremore. Um, yeah. So to be I a mean. part of that fraternity of people who hosted that space was really dope. But it was it was uh the poetry community was a space um for me to express the ideas that were in me and i want to say <laughs> this too because you mentioned giving flowers you mentioned giving yeah flowers. man you definitely. know 
you're not going to outflower give me because I was as I was listening to your interview with the, with the sister Bree and I was thinking like um, so right now in this incarnation of my of my journey I'm in Arkansas okay and what I what I found out when I came down here so I moved down here because my mother's down here my mother's getting an open age and I wanted to be around her and then coming down here and start doing a little a little history on my family I found out that my family was from Arkansas. And I found out that the reason the reason that I'm from Detroit, the reason I, you know, I got this Detroit on my arm is because my family came to Detroit because there was an event in Arkansas called the Elaine Massacre, where they there was a it was a which we would call a race riot. They murdered over 200 men, women and children uh, that were sharecroppers that were organizing to get fair pay or, you know, all of that. So long story short, that's what brought my family to Detroit. I say that to say I'm in a season of recognizing the connection between my work and the work Uh of my ancestors. And and when I look at the work that you guys are doing with this, with the podcast, Uh with the network, and I recognize the importance of us communicating uh, yes. To bring up my brother Baba Kamara L, you know, yeah. one thing he used to always impress upon me is we have to control the narrative. We have to control the narrative. We have to control the conversations that we're having as a community. What are we talking hey, about? Man. What are we focused on? So when you have people like yourself, when you have people like Bree who are saying, hey, let's be strategic about what conversations we're going to put before the people. Are we going to talk hey. about whether or not we can eat at Cheesecake Factory, which is, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. It's a fun conversation. It's a fun it conversation is. to have. However, however, if you go all the way back to, you know, when 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 my people left, just for an example, we left Arkansas, mm-hmm. there was a conversation. There had to be a conversation, right? Somebody had yeah. to say, like, listen, we got to get the hell out of here. We got to go north. And somebody had to mm-hmm. say, well, north where? Well, let's go up. Like, you know, some people went to Chicago. Some people went Chicago, up to Memphis. Yeah. Some people went up to Detroit. Um, and, and I just think that the tradition that you guys are operating in, as mm-hmm. far as being artists, as far as being creators, as far as creating narrative, putting narrative out there for the people to receive and hear, you know, something to focus on of a purpose of positivity is, is, yes. is it cannot be overstated the value and the importance of that and i and i just Man. i want to commend you on that because that's revolutionary action and, uh, and i appreciate that more than you more than you know man like um i love you know the fact that in doing this um it's like i found my lane as far as uh because i i pretty much stepped out outside i still write but not as much in performing i don't do that as much either and to find a lane where i can uh, bring in artists such as yourself, people that inspired me and showed them, showed them off and, and um, you know, the work that they've done um, is such a big thing for me because it's so many people that just know my art and they just know me. And that's as far as a poet as they want to get to know or artists that they want to get to know because they already had this idea of what a poet is supposed to be. Yeah. And that, you know what I'm saying? So, um and doing this show, it definitely opened my eyes. Like I said uh, earlier, poets and artists that, like yourself inspired me. And then the artists that I get to meet, because, um, you know, like the young lady I had last week on, Saren Joy, I want to give her uh, a special yeah. shout out. Um, definitely somebody that I didn't know before I did this show. And mm. I got to know her 
She's uh, definitely somebody that I listen to her music. And she got a voice. She's got a voice on it. Bro. Exactly, man. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful thing to like be traveling down this road and meeting so many new um, artists and reconnecting with artists that you know. what I'm saying I know I know from the Detroit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it, and I want to thank you again for that for those flowers, man. Because it's all good, bro. It's all. It's, when I when I say it, I mean it. I love. I you know when when I so when I when I got the chance to hear you for the first time, I think I was coming off the road, uh-huh. and I and I was already pretty much like locked in with my sweet Epiphany family, and it was like, well, you know, you, what what about Mike? And I was like, Mike, who Mike? <laughs> who Mike and I heard. I think the first time I heard you was over when uh, Yusef Shakur had a spot on Grand River. And I feel like that was the first time I heard you. And I was like, okay. And yes, yeah, yeah. It was uh what's the name of that place? Uh Urban was, Network. Was it Urban Urban Network? Network? It was the Urban Network. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. you being there and me hearing you, it was like we we have we we don't have we from Detroit, bro. We don't have yeah. a shortage of great artists. We got a no. lot of great artists. Even when you saying when you don't spit as much as more. I know when I come back home. And I come to the, you know, I might come to Nandi's and I come in and I sit and like, you feel like you, you feel like you earned a certain spot. Yeah, exactly. Like, I do. I feel like, that. I do. I do. Like, this don't know. I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, these people don't know me. And I'm looking at the young boys up there and I'm like, man, okay. And part of me was like, oh, I got to get, it. if I get on the mic, I got to, I got to, I got to kill it. <laughs> but sometimes I just sit back and it, it just always reminds me that like, you know, we're part of it. It's an ongoing thing. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, you know what I'm saying? So I just. You know the 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 who we are. Even watching you, I don't be honest, bro. Even watching you as a father, because around oh, that time man. was when you was when the was when the baby was born, and I was looking like, oh, like bro, like oh, and I and I see you in that space, and I'm like, man, this is I'm a father. You know, anybody who knows me, the big the prostate got a lot of kids. I got 11 kids, oh, and, okay. and, I got, and I got more, and I got more than a little. Matter of fact, one of my nephews called me tonight. He called me tonight. He had a baby on November 6th. And he called uh, me. Congratulations. You, y'all celebrating a lot over there. You got man, uh, listen, a young man, baby young over man, there. He's he 19 years old. He's he 19 years old. He worked mm-hmm. at, I, I, he was part of my first uh, mentorship program. And as I'm listening to him, I'm like, I didn't expect, I didn't expect it. Like, you wouldn't you expect that call. But he called me and said, man, I had, a, I had a son. And I was like. I was so excited for him. I'm like, bro, you, like you about like your life is starting now. Now, Don't like, you tell it. exactly. And it's and so to like be able to like share that journey with you because my kids about your age, your kids' yeah. age, and yeah. and to see you as a father and see how you know how you how you live in that role. And I believe it's extremely important as a, as a parent to show yeah. your kids that the things I do, like you know, like I do things that I'm passionate about. Because mm-hmm. I want my kids to see that. I want you to see, like, you got to do things that you're passionate about. Exactly. Oh. It's so funny that you bring it up because we, we just kind of had this conversation about, um, you know, certain things. Like, um, my daughter's in karate. I want to make sure that she's doing it for her. Like, she loves it, you know. Yeah. Um, she hasn't shown me no reason that she hasn't. But just the fact of, I just want you to find, I guess I want my child to find that passion sooner than I found mine. I mean, you know what I mean? It's a journey. It's a it journey. is a journey. It's, it's their you journey. You can't force like, it. Yeah, it's like, but I, but 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 at the end of the day, I'm here for your journey. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here yeah. for you to figure this out. I can give you, I can give you certain things, but some things is you got to figure out. Like, Dad, this is what I'm on. 
Man, you couldn't have said and it any better. This is what I'm on. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, you let's, let's get it. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it, bro. And so I, I, I see that in you as a father. And as a father, you know, what I'm saying I always, it's always inspiring to me. Like, yeah, like that's you, what I, I love to see that, man. I love to see that. I, I appreciate it. Let's get to talking about your art a little bit. Like, okay. how would you describe um, your your um, First of all, how would you describe your your talents? I, I mean, like like I said, you got the gift of gab. You're hilarious. Um, let's um, talk about the poetry first, and then we'll get into the other stuff. Um, I believe. How would you describe it? I would. I believe that my art is an extension of my ability to communicate ideas. Um, okay. I believe that. Uh, you know, I I, I believe. I, so when I when I perform. Mm -hmm. When I write, I, I'm trying to give somebody something that they will, that they can relate to, that they can feel. I can vouch for that. Uh, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Off of that. You wrote a, you, I don't even know if it was a poem. I was reading it. Um, It was the, the, the strip club journey, right? Oh, yeah. Look, man, that was the realest thing I read because. <laughs> I was that guy, I, man. I that was amazing. I still think about her, bro. I still think yeah, about her. <laughs> because, 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 now here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Uh -huh. Because the, I like, I told the story, but really the story was about what she did. Exactly. So for, for those who ain't, for those who did, like haven't read it, the, 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 the long, the short version is I've never been a strip club guy. I got homeboys. We from Detroit. So we know Detroit. There's the strip club is an industry. You yes. know what I mean? When we was coming up, All Stars was a big ass. It was there were a lot of strip clubs, and I never was a strip club guy. But I um, the people I met, you hung I, around I, were. We so. came into I can't even remember the name of this club. It was on Harper near Gratiot. I can't. It was it was super hole in the wall, and we <laughs> walk into this strip club, and I'm and my home. It was I was only there because my homeboys was there. Right. So we, so we walked through the door and we like, how much you get in? They like 15. I'm already got an attitude like 15. <laughs> 15. Like it ain't even like I'm looking at the deck, like it ain't even like it ain't even nobody in here. <laughs> but my guys wanted to go in. And I and I had I was actually fun like bringing it back. I was I had just left, I was just left the nation. I just left the cold I was in. Okay. So I was trying to connect with my homeboys. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna pay this 15. Now go in. Right. right. But knowing myself, I'm not paying for no dance. Because I figured out a long time ago, like they're gonna dance, right, right. And, and, and I didn't feel no sense of connection. And I knew that if I give him a twenty, they're gonna give me that dance. If he give him a twenty, they give him that that dance. It ain't even a, like, like you said, it's no connection. It's, it's no, it's no connection. So then, so when sis came up to me and started, we were talking. We were yeah. talking, and and she was so. It was a good conversation. And it was it was it was enjoyable. And there's something about having a good conversation with a woman. There's something about talking to to to, to black women that when it's right, it's right. And she was giving it, and she was, and I'm listening, and I'm sitting here like I'm waiting for her to ask me for a dance. And I'm like, yes. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't pay for dance. I'm not. Gonna, right. I'm, I'm not. not gonna, but I'm but the conversation gonna... was so good that I looked up, and it's been about 20, 30 minutes, and I'm like, oh, she got game. <laughs> like I just got finesse. So now it's not even about the dance anymore. It's like I respect the game because I'm a hustler too. So I respect right. 
You just sat here and talked to me for 20 minutes for nothing. I ain't gave you a dime. Yeah. She actually offered to buy me a drink. And I'm like, I'm not going to let you do that because I respect the hustle. Like, you make money. I'm not going to let you spend money on me because I'm not going to give you no money. And she stayed there and she talked to me. And finally, I was like, girl, take this, like, take this money. Take your right. job, like take this money, and it was like it was you know it was enough for a dance. And she was like, "Uh, this was the this was the finishing move." She was like, "Uh, finish I know you don't, you don't give me this money, and you ain't gonna get no dance." And I was like, "I don't need the dance." Right. And she was like, "Man, if you don't bring your ass back, like you about to get this dance." So now. Because me giving her the money up front, it eliminated, it was no longer, to me, in my mind at least, it was no longer a transaction. So now right. she was giving me a dance because she wanted to give me a dance. Not because I gave her the money. The 20, right. Right, right. Yeah, and, and she, bro, she had a cut. If she called me today, I would be like, where are you at? Like, <laughs> I had a customer for life at that point. I just, I just respected, I just respected the hustle. I think that there's, I think there's certain things about the black experience that transcend, like the hustle. yeah. Yeah. Is like that nuance of game and understanding of what she was delivering. She was delivering an experience. It wasn't about her. I, I've had dance. I've had people pay for me to get dance, and the dancer just bouncing their ass on my lap for like twenty minutes, and I was just like, okay, can she? Can you? This was a waste. She delivered an experience and a connection, and I and honor, ironically enough, to bring it back to the poetry, that's what I try to do. I try to deliver what she did. I want somebody to leave there feeling like. He was talking to me specifically. You know what's crazy um, about it is the art that you bring and just telling the story. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and then, like, it's so relatable because there's so many of us that experience the same thing. And it was like, dang, did I get hustled? Or, you know what I'm saying? Because I came in here with the tight base, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I take pride in it. I remember when I, when I used to, you know, when I was in the middle of my poetry over my career i was i loved my favorite thing was to you could look at the you could always look at the crowd and see like oh that guy is only here because his girl brought him here yeah i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him like like he didn't he ain't here for this he don't want to hear no fucking poetry right like, but i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him i'm gonna give him something that he gonna be like you know so for me so for me it was always about being able to connect um, be able to give people something that's you know an experience. Yeah, and, man. And, and, I, and I think that being able to communicate these experiences that are unique to us, I think that's the bigger part of poetry for me. The dopest thing um, that I gather from your artists, like I said, the connection that you have with other, um, not just other artists, but just people that's in the audience. Like you connect so well, and uh, and like sometimes, like like you just said, the motivation behind it that gives you the the passion to like really perform. That's dope yeah. right there, and I'm definitely gonna take that because I I, I never look for somebody in the audience to pick on like that. You know, Listen, man, I be like I'm like this dude is not here. he is only here because, because she, she was like I want to go to poetry. He, was like, <laughs> he probably was like this is some like I just got to get through the You can see him. He just come and sit down, and I'm like I'm about to, I'm about to get this. Dude. Yes, he, you know get, he think he don't know what he hear. He don't know what he about to experience. And, and he's gonna come hey look, he gonna start coming without her. <laughs> like, where you at? I came to the portion. Or he gonna suggest it to her. Yeah, he'll be you like, know? Yeah, bro. Like he gonna tell like bro, I felt like I, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's who I want. 
That's yeah, see? Some, some people love poetry, and I love poetry too. I'm not knocking the, the no, no, I, the I know you do. The passion definitely but, but flows, the, but the connecting with the people if you can't mm-hmm. connect with people, then I'm like, well, for me, that's the thing mm-hmm. about it. Like, connect, let's connect. That is so, that's dope, man. Yeah. Um, just moving on with a couple more questions for you. What was or is the preparation like, um, for you before, let's say, you do a feature or a show or anything like that? Um. I, I try to pay attention to two things. I try to, okay. I do try to pay attention to who my audience is. Okay. You know, I've, I've learned, I've learned, you know, sometimes the hard way that, you know, if you have a message and it's not connected with the audience, then what was the, like, you know, you just, it was just good point. What was the point? But yeah. also I, tr- I try to be obedient. I try okay. to be obedient in terms of if there's a, if there's something on my heart, if there's something that I feel like I've been given, I do feel like, um, the 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 poetry mm-hmm. the art uh even the creation is is a uh, i believe that i'm a conduit okay i believe that you know these things come through me and i'm and i am and i feel like it's like uh so i have a belief i have a belief i've had for a long time is that what you do with the blessings you receive justify you getting more so oh. if you so if you if you get them and you hold on to them then i feel like the creator knows not to give you more because you it just stopped with you but mm-hmm. if you get them and you pass them out whether it's poetry whether it's wealth whether it's knowledge like i'm gonna give you more because i know if i give you more 20 people gonna eat yeah gonna eat if i some people if i feed you you just gonna eat but yeah. some people if i feed you a whole bunch of people gonna eat so i try to i try to really be like obedient in terms of like what i try to think about what i'm saying is this the right time for this message uh who's this crowd that i'm speaking to what do i need to what do i need to give them um and then try to you know deliver that because i feel like that's a bigger thing than just like my ego or my how i feel that day or am i in the mood to get like nah i you know i want i want to i want to be of service so that's so dope man like um the jewels that you just dropped i swear man i can have a conversation with you all all day because like it's so it's it's so real, man, and it's so like the connectivity, the relatability, all of that. Is, I appreciate just, that, brother. You know what I'm saying? Really do flow. Um, it's us. It's us. Bro. Yes, it it's is. Us. It is. Um, okay, so like, how do, how do you get into your creative space when you at home alone writing, or you know, do you need a quiet space, or just the inspiration just hits you no matter where you at? And uh, I I wish. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I think I think that I think that it's um. Man, honestly, man, I got so many. I got so many poems written on the back of envelopes and <laughs> napkins. Man, um, I, I, try, I, I try to. I try to again. I try to because one thing that I've learned is, <laughs> I think in the beginning of my in my poetry career, my writing career, I was really like, for like, I hate to say it this way, but I'm gonna say it, and this is my challenge to other writers. Okay. I think I was lazy. I think if you if you only write when you're inspired, you're lazy. Ooh, because because that's I, when it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to write. With you. With it's that, easy though. to write when you got that like, ooh, I'm a. But but I feel like the greatest writers I know they they treat it like it's like working at the steel mill. You get up and do that when you don't feel like it. Yeah. When you're a writer, put down a thousand words when you don't feel like it, and then oh. come back to it and edit it and develop it and develop it and develop it. I feel like for me, one of the things I had to learn as a writer is I had to really like put that time in because I was so, because I did have, because I do have a gift 
Uh-huh. And sometimes, sometimes that you know, sometimes that fire coming, you like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a give him this fire. I got him. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, well, what are you doing to honor this gift you have? Are you developing it, or is it, or is it the same as it was when you got it? Are you oh, that, have you developed yeah. yourself as an artist at all, or are you just up here because like you like how people clap for you when you get on the mic? And Use snaps me, and claps. Yeah, right, right, right. I recognize that I was at a certain stage in my career. I was lazy. I wasn't writing when I didn't feel like it. I don't. Feel, I don't feel like I'm not inspired. Like man, right. Put down a thousand words, and then come back to those thousand words and edit them, and edit them again, and edit them again because that's what you know. If any other, if it was any other industry, that's what you would do. Um, that is dope, man. I'm definitely taking that no, as well. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Dropping jewels for real, man. Like yeah. that is. Um, I never heard that. I yeah. definitely respect it. Yeah. No, you you, you got to develop. Develop this gift. Develop yeah. this gift. If you were given a gift, it's like, uh, I don't know if you ever seen Field of Dreams. Not really. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never watched it all the way through. It's like but, you, were, you were given, if you were given a natural talent, right? You mm-hmm. were given this natural talent. What did you do to develop it? You were given, you were given a head start in life in terms of your ability to do this thing. Did you are you the same as you know? I'm gonna use another local example. The uh, five five. Okay. Chris Weber. Chris Weber was the same player he was when he got to Michigan when he left Michigan. He was a big man. He had a drop step. He turned. He developed in the pros and shit. But my point is, if you have this natural talent, what are you doing to develop it? Yeah. That's and that's true. to me. That's what makes you great. Every a lot of people got the natural talent. The ones who are standing out are the ones who. They did perfect. the workshops. They did the. They did. They worked on this. Sh- it wasn't about. It wasn't about. Oh, I ain't gonna do a workshop with this. I'm a better writer than him. Okay, but you got something to learn from him. At exactly. my best, at my best, I would sit at the open mic and I would listen to people who I knew probably aesthetically I was better than them. Uh-huh. There, was, there was something. There was something I could get from them. There was something. Let me watch them. There's if there's one thing I can get from this mother. Like even if they pull was trash, <laughs> they stand. Look how they standing. Oh, I gotta stand like that. Because yep. if I add that to what I got naturally, I'm gonna be that much. So to me, I feel like the way you honor the gift is develop it. There you um, go, man. That's today's theme, man. Develop, develop, develop. That's dope. That's dope. And like I said, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, it's a couple things you said, like the inspiration. That's lazy if you only writing when you're inspired. That's. I believe that now. I definitely do. I always looked at it like I needed inspiration to write. Nah, perfect that that craft. Sharpen that knife. You know, sharpen that weapon. So I definitely uh, got a lot to take away from this interview in itself. Um, yeah, man, you're killing it. Let's talk about one of your best performances and how how did it make you feel and what made it the best? I love the music in the background, though. Let's go, MJ. It's her birth. It's her birthday. She just, I she know. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell her to turn it down in a minute. Like, <laughs> not this Airbnb fuck with her, but so my, so my, my, um, I probably go all the way back to my first, what I would consider my first major performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a, a. It's crazy because it was a friend of mine. I was. Uh, it's actually my my high school sweetheart. Um, she had a show. Okay. And Fluent was on the bill. Let's go, Fluent. Legacy was Shante. I don't know if you know Shante Legacy. Shante Legacy, yes. Legacy yes, was yes. on the bill. Um, oh man, I want to say, I want to say Deontay was on the bill too. 
but it Deontay, was Deontay. That's a throwback. I haven't heard from him in a minute. It was my first. It was my first performance where it was like they booked me to perform at this performance. It was down to the fuck. What was that? Eighteen. I want to say it's called eighteen eighteen Broadway. Uh, Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It was, it was this, this something like that. Yeah, this is back when there was that there was that space. Um, the dude named Chris ran it. Uh, okay. Chris, Crystal Star was the she was the she was our she was our uh she ran the little front section and shit like okay. was, for me it was kind of my like I say it was me giving notice in terms of like me getting on the mic and like I was on the stage with some certified legends. Yep. And I and I and I and I felt like I you know I felt like I did my thing. I felt like I delivered. Okay. Um, okay. Because I was I I was really. I was, you know, I was, I was motivated. I was excited to, like, I was on the staff. I was on, the, you know, I grew up watching Fluent. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying. I, I seen Shantae. Yeah. I seen Legacy, and I and I yeah. saw the respect she got in the community. So for me, the fact I almost felt like it was a mistake me being on the stage, with her. <laughs> but since they let me in the door, let me go on and shut this shit down. Exactly. And, and I feel like, I, and I feel like I delivered. That was a really good night. I also had a really nice suit jacket on. Um, <laughs> So he was clean. I was clean. I had my, my hair. My hair was growing. It was. I just got out the nation, so my hair was. I had grown my hair. You know, oh yeah. Okay. You had to have it clean and short. So uh-huh. I was growing my hair out. My shit looked like black. It would look black. <laughs> it was like man, and it, and it was. But it was really a performance where I felt locked in and I felt present. I think. I think. I think one of the challenges with performing is being present in that moment yeah. because you wrote this poem, whatever. And then you're looking at the and then you're looking at the audience and it's like no be present in delivering this poem and, and I think that I did that uh that was the first time I felt like yeah I belong here yeah man you that was the uh one of the very first uh performances you had yeah I think it was called 18 I can't remember the video but yeah that was one of the first that was the first feature feature okay in terms of like it wasn't an open mic. Only people that no. got on the mic tonight was, you know, it was me, Fluence, Shante. I oh, want to say Shante, but it was like four. It was like four or five of us um, on AT&T Broadway, and we ate. It was a good night. It yeah, that's right. Good night. That's, um, the legacy began. That's where you, you the name rang out. <laughs> it was. It was also a show at Nandi's. Uh-huh. Um, it was a BBMC show. I was on the road. Uh-huh. I just happened to be home, and it was me. Look. Uh, uh, I want to say KC's happened to be home. It was me, Luck, Cash. Was he on it on that in that collective? Cash. Cash was Cash was there, man. Cash was there, motherfucking motherfucking uh Draper. Draper, shout out to Draper and Cash, man. God bless them, man. They're like, and, and you know, those were brothers that embraced me. And when I say, even even Luck, man. Like as much of an asshole as he is, man. Like, <laughs> he gonna watch this and definitely. Uh, no, he's an. He know he an asshole, man. Yeah, it's, man. He know he an asshole. Listen, what I'm saying is, I love it. Draper, Cash, like they showed me love. They showed me yeah. love in that space, and it was like I was really like, I that was probably the feature I enjoyed the most. Yeah, because yeah. we were at Nandi's. Nandi's one of my favorite places in the world. This is back when Nandi's was on Woodward, we had the feature, and yeah. we was just. You know, when it's like when it was BBMC, it was just like one person go up, next person go up, one person go up, next person go up. So you just kind of yep. like waiting for your turn to jump in. But in between, you like enjoying the vibe. And it was just a great, it was, a, it, I really enjoyed that night. I think, I remember, I think I was, I didn't have shoes on that night. 
That's how <laughs> he said that's how live it was. I didn't need shoes. I didn't need shoes. <laughs> Who fuck needs shoes to a poem? We can have wearing ass niggas. Hey, look, anyway. that's the rep we see. You can't do that though, man. You giving them the rep that they think poetry is supposed to be. You gonna come out, you know, no shirt on, no shoes, just some paint, some some khakis and a drum. Power to <laughs> But it was, but it, it's nice when it's been about connection, man. Just connect. It is. It is. And then, yeah. like, for you to name those three people, Luck, Draper, and Cash, um, I have the same story, man. They definitely embraced me and gave me pointers and tips. Um, honestly, they tried to get me into BBMC for, for a hot second. Then it's like, no, we got too many people. I was like, well, I'll be a roadie. So they didn't check that with me. They didn't run that by me, man. We got to have a team meeting. Yeah, they didn't even have a team meeting. I was it's like, it's cool, though, man. It's tripping. Yeah, man. Okay, see, now... Now I gotta talk to Draper in the night. Like, hey man, you know, I heard some stuff. <laughs> no, nah, but it was always love. They definitely um I still, you know, get um it's funny, you know how Facebook gives you those uh memories and things of that nature. Draper shared so many poems with me. He also um him and Cash. And they also tell me, like, Mike, when that CD coming out, when you doing this, when you doing that. So they was always on my case um in regards to perfecting my craft. These dudes, these dudes listen, man. So one thing that one thing that I've experienced as a Detroit artist and as somebody who travels is when I first left Detroit as a poet, mm -hmm. I don't think that I would have considered myself like in the top 50 poets in Detroit. Yeah, right. Man. But when, I, when I left, but when I left to go other places uh -huh. and I knew I was like, I knew, OK, I'm the only Detroit poet here tonight. I'm cooking this bitch. Like, like <laughs> and, 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 I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I won the the year I left Detroit. I went to Orlando and won their poet of the year. I um, was I was not the best poet in Detroit by far. It wasn't even close. I wasn't even in the top ten. But hey, I would have went down there and not told anybody in from Detroit to come down here. So no, nah, because the, the way I feel is the way I feel I, is uh -huh. we got we got a certain you know, especially learning what I've learned about Detroit and Detroit's history in terms of like. This is where the people who were dissatisfied with their situation mm -hmm. came to. Okay. So already as a Detroit native, you have a you kind of have you're predisposed to revolution. You're predisposed to fucking shit up. You're predisposed to like fuck this shit. Yeah. So, so when you go somewhere else, I feel when I go somewhere else, I'm in Arkansas now. Trust and believe we're gonna have a couple of Detroit features before the year is out. That's because cool. I'm here because I because <laughs> I see it, man. I see it. I see it. I think I'm because of where I'm from, largely. I think I'm dope because I can go to an open mic, and some nights I'm the baddest nigga in the room, and then some nights I'm just another nigga in the room, and okay. I'm like, some night, you know, it just motivates. Some nights I come, mm -hmm. you know, I remember nights coming in like I was the feature, but then Sheezy would get up and shut shit down. I'd be like, this bitch ass nigga. Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. But that's this was that's my the, night, nigga. This was that's my the, night. And that is the that I'm but telling that's, you that's that's exactly the um the kind of camaraderie on top of the uh challenging each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it always it, exactly exactly. You couldn't say it no better. I'm missing out on these comments. Let me let me read this real quick. Cynthia Johnson says this show is a gateway to seeing and hearing different artists. Um, I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, uh, me and my mom we talk about this show all the time. Um, in regards to like really bridging the gap between you know the things music we have so many conversations about music and art and um for her to constantly watch the show and and the conversations that we have definitely shows like 
I'm gonna tell this quick little story real quick. It's funny how I I got my mom to listen to Tupac by leaving tapes in the car. You know, so <laughs> she'll get in. So you hear, you know, shed so many tears. But I knew what songs to share. I wasn't gonna give her hit them up. Not yet. Right. <laughs> now you know you gotta you gotta ease them into that. I remember I was sitting outside the church one time and I said Tupac line, uh I smoke a blood to take the pain out. If I wasn't high, I'd probably try to blow my brains out. Hopeless. Hopeless. It was like, what is that? You're right. I was like, they have been, you know, but now you get old ladies quoting Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, um, I got to wrap this show up. But I, before we go, I want to see if you had something for the proving ground. Is that like a poem? Yeah, man, you can spit a poem. You know what I'm saying? What it is. It's a it's a way for me to show that. Well, not me. Yeah, me. I, I'm vouching. I'm using you to vouch for the artists that I bring up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, like, trust me, this guy got it. Whatever. If y'all listen to me, y'all gonna definitely love this guy. So yeah. if you got something cool, if not, you know what I'm saying. We we we'll get it on the on the next time. No, I wrote some real quick. I was, I was. It's hard, you know. Poems are like babies. It's hard to pick one. I, guess. I, I wanna, I wanna. I'm gonna just drop this one. Okay. Um, because this is, this is, this is. So the poem is about, um, it's about our greeting, right? Like as black men, if you walk into, I'm from, I'm from Detroit, obviously. Okay. I'm in Arkansas right now. When I walk okay. in and I give a space, I can give a greeting in this space, and they understand, and they automatically know who I am. No. Exactly. Before you get into it, let me give you the right, you know what I'm saying, uh, intro for it. So without yeah. further ado, man, y'all give it up for this artist. He's more than an artist. He's uh, <laughs> he's an amazing, amazing, amazing man, amazing person, um, great conversation. I, I just had an amazing conversation. I learned so much, such an inspiration. Y'all put your hands together for Prostel, TJ, Thomas. And like so much of the black experience, it begins on the low. A hand comes in at a 45 degree angle, a nondescript standard issue job interview appropriate handshake, firm, confident, unremarkable, and then a pause. Almost as if to make sure that the coast is clear, then exploding violently upward like a black body into a plantation night, a clenched fist, a tangle of black fingers, a subtle tug, a gentle test of strength, something in them calling out to something in you. Are you there? Can you hear me? Are you ready? Then his answer, assertive and sure, arm cocking back like a bolt on a rifle, locking into place. Now, Applications may vary depending on your region, age, set, or social economic status, including but not limited to the terrorist fist bump or across the room, the two finger salute or the advanced level double chest up, two fingers up, possibly the point. But rhythm is always a key, a means to weed out outsiders or to let you know that this nigga lion, some say, is muscle memory. A jewel tucked into our DNA by the ancestors for a time when the authors of civilization would own little more than our bodies. I call it tapping in. An unspoken language, a means of connecting, a way to talk about all the things that we never speak. But my daddy taught me that you can learn so much about a man through body language. 
through a handshake. I feel you. Feel your joy, your fear, your love, your pain when this world has left you barely the energy to grip my fist, pull you into a hug, creating a safe space in the area between our hearts for your body, wanting to crump over, leaning into mine, stiffen my back to prop you up so others never see what we both perceive as weakness. Know that you will do the same thing for me and black men. Well, we never ask black boys if they want to learn it, right? We just grab their hands and guide them through it like, here, little man, you're going to need this. Slip a little gold inside your palm. Wish that I could leave you all the money in the world, but instead I give you safe passageway in any tenement project, a ghetto, something to let them know that you mind an incantation to conjure up a Detroit street corner on any block USA. Your black card, just don't leave home with audit. Pass this on to the generations after you, the ones that will never get to see, let them know that this is their birthright and their charge. Let them know that we are part of something. Older and greater than every weapon formed against us, an infinite ripple in the waters of time, that these hands drew the blueprint to civilizations, mathematics, architecture, that these hands poured foundation for even this mighty nation still cracked and bleeding from cotton thorns and cracked whips, that these hands are the very same hands that push swamp trees, branches aside, through night passages, crack rocks on chain gangs, created masterpiece, founded schools, entire genres, multi-million comp million dollar companies, whole industries that you, me, we live forever through these hands. That's that piece. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, man. That was fired up. Like, I appreciate Appreciate it, man. So, so you. much. Yeah. Oh, man, look. Dana and Lana with Simply Bree. She gave me the fizz, the clap. Yeah, Bree. Bree, double Yeah, man. That, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That was fire. Thank you so much for entering the proving ground and proving what I've been vouching for for so long, man. Like, you <laughs> are the inspiration, dog. I just want to let you down, Mike. I just want to let you down, Mike. I don't you didn't. You didn't. You definitely didn't. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, so we about to close off the show. Um, how can they follow you? How can they get your book? What you got going? Let so them I, know, got, man. I, got, I have I have two books on Amazon. Um, okay. If you go to Amazon.com and you look up Prostel, my name is P R O S T E L L. You can find both of my books. One of them is called a Perk, "The Perks of Cold Life." It is my memoir uh, when I was in a cult for ten years of my life. It, it was very, 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 very shaping. Also, I have a book of poetry on there called "Dear Son." Um, oh very central to my purpose in life as a poet and as a man okay. um if you want to connect with me you can look at me for me on on facebook no no don't look for me on facebook because i might not accept you look for me oh. on instagram <laughs> tj thomas you can look for me on facebook but i'm gonna go through your stuff and see whether i want to add you because i got you know i got a decent job now so i don't want to accept everybody i'll be talking crazy as fuck on facebook <laughs> I don't want to piss nobody off. But anyway, but try to add me on Facebook. Fuck it. Prostel TJ Thomas is right there. You can yes. add me the same way on Instagram. Um, okay. Definitely look for me on Amazon. Uh, if you want to look for me on Cash App, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Prostel. I'm Prostel on Cash App too. You just feel like you need to throw some money somewhere. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. You might just, like if you like the poetry, man. I got. I told you I got 11 kids, man. Support y'all. What are y'all doing? Anyway, yeah, I, I, I understand. <laughs> look for me on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn too. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I One more thing. Page. Go ahead, though. One more thing I got to ask you. Who should I be interviewing next? And you got to help me get them too. 
Soulful poetry. Soulful poetry. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm a big believer in empowering the the next generation of artists. Soulful okay. poetry. He's a younger poet. I mean, he's younger than us. Okay. But he's he's young. He's dope. He's he's performing all over Detroit. He's performing all over the country. Uh, you already did you have Ari Lane on here yet? Nope. She's I, dope. She's okay. dope. Um, if you have uh, Brittany Ward, Jason Ford. I'm right um, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in supporting those who are on the you know young and artists on the front line. I don't believe we got to pay the same dues every generation. No, so, no, that's one thing that I hated, you know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of the poetry forums was you owe some dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, who I owe, I don't owe anybody. Why and then, yeah, you, like, and if you paid it, and if we paid it this last generation, why can't why can't I? I feel like if I, so for me, mm-hmm. if you from Detroit and you don't. I'm gonna be honest. If you're in Detroit, you halfway decent. You ain't even gotta be dope. Be halfway decent. You got features wherever I've been. Yeah. I'm gonna call Orlando, be like, hey, I got a poet coming to you. I can get two, three venues in Orlando. I can get venues in Denver. I can get venues in the cities where I have relationships. Why would we keep going through the same? Like, how are we growing as a community if if every generation got to do the same thing? Man, that's what I'm talking about. That's that a different is conversation. Exactly what I'm though. talking about. It is, man. It, it, you got to come back, man. We gonna set up another. Whatever you day. say, Mike. Whatever you say, yeah, we, thing, bro. We got this. Um, y'all know y'all can follow me on Instagram. I am underscore one Mike. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook. Just Mike Johnson. I want to thank my guest, Prostel. He definitely came with some jewels. I had a great conversation, man. I had a great time. Like, like I say, every Thursday night, man. I look forward to this, and you know, to have a guest. Um, to constantly have amazing guests on is is what I try to do, and um, you do that. Just a connection, man. I really do. I appreciate. Thank you, man. Um, y'all know what it is. Catch us next Thursday, same place, same time, eight p.m. Uh, on the He Said What Network. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to get with the livest network on the net. The He Said What Network, and I'll holler at y'all next Thursday. Peace. Don't go nowhere. Uh, Prostel. <laughs> Take around for a second. Okay. <laughs>